Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wolves Weekly, Match Day Live Extra. Worth the wait. 28 years since Wolverhampton Wanderers won away at the Hawthorns. Goals in either half from Pedro Neto and Mateus Cunha sent 4,000 travelling supporters home deliriously happy. The game was marred by a lengthy stoppage as both sets of players had to be taken from the field of play when trouble in the home ends erupted after Mateus Cunha's goal on 78 minutes had doubled Wolves' lead in what was a fascinating game really between a team high up in the championship and a side mid-table in the Premier League that have been going well in good form. Albion's proud home record, they'd won the last four on the trot here at the Hawthorns but they found themselves behind actually they tactically they changed things around and were a bit more defensive to begin with with okay Yukoslu charged with tracking Jean-Marc Nebelgar all over the field of play and that meant that there was not really too many opportunities for either side in the opening period Albion maybe just edged it but eventually Matt Doherty read a corner that was aimed to be pulled back to the edge of the box and released Pedro Neto who drove downfield cut in from the right hand side looked to have lost the opportunity and then reversed his shot in at the near post low past the goalkeeper Josh Griffiths and at the start of the second half Albion came out strong. They were a little bit more open. They caused some issues. Maximilian Kilman made a brilliant last-ditch challenge to deny Brandon Thomas Asante what would have been an open goal. And eventually the key moment, the ball over the top from Kilman, Mateus Cunha in behind, and from a tight angle, underneath the goalkeeper it went. In front of the Wolves supporters he went, and trouble then flared in the home ends. Cunha had a great opportunity, a similar type move, fired his shot towards the far post, well tipped round by the goalkeeper after the restart. But in the end, Wolves won the game by two goals to nil. The first derby victory since 2011 and the first one here since 1996. I'm Mikey Burrows, Andy Thompson and Dave Edwards watched it alongside me. Uh, we'll get to some of the incidents that happened in the second half uh, very shortly. But Tomo, was it worth the wait for you? Oh yeah, so look, any result in a win is, uh, is, is worth the wait. Look, say... I've seen us play better this year. I've seen us uh, be more dominant in, in a lot of games. Um, but it's all about the goals and all about the victory for me. So, look, two good goals uh, taken by two players that are in form at the moment. Um, and, look, so it doesn't matter about what, what's gone on in the game. It's all about those results and making sure that you win. You know what it means to everybody associated to the club, the fans today, who were, I think were absolutely unbelievable today. Um, 
So again, it's it's just great to have that backing and to put that victory together today. Dave Edwards, were they were they worthy winners? Did they show enough class to to outmast this West Bromwich Albion team? Um, just showed a little bit more guile, I think. I think it was a very equal game. West Brom had some good moments. They actually played some really good football, West Brom. Um, but we knew how good Wolves are on the counter-attack and both of their goals were about exploiting the space that West Brom had left. The first goal was, was brilliant and the second goal was equally as good and Cunha took it so well. But i say it was a close game, but in those big moments, Wolves showed the Premier League quality um, to go and win it. And now they've got an amazing opportunity to to go deep in the FA Cup like I said before um, the atmosphere up until the trouble was was fantastic the build up to the game was electric the Wolves fans to the right of us they're still in here now but well some of them are they were fabulous the noise coming from that end for the whole whole game was incredible they didn't get roped into any of the trouble that was going on as well everyone stayed in their seats and yeah it's been a, it's been a really good day for Wolves and it was slightly marred obviously by what was happening in the stands but all that matters is Wolves got the win and they're in the hat for that fifth round. Yeah, there were really worrying scenes after the Mateus Cunha goal. There was lots of supporters in the far corner trying to get to the Wolves fans. There were issues in an area of the ground that seats a lot of the players' families and it was noticeable that um, Kyle Bartley was one of those who carried his own family off down the tunnel and he didn't return for the final 12-13 minutes that ended up being played. And it was a slightly strange atmosphere, subdued atmosphere, from that restart really whereas before kickoff and for much of the first half it had been everything that we'd wanted it to be in terms of the atmosphere it's what we'd missed for so long and we spoke didn't we Tomo and listen I don't want to go into too much about what happened in the stands but the point does need to be made that both of us as football clubs represent our part of the world yeah and we we all have a responsibility when the light is shone on this part of the world that gets a lot of stick from people who are not from here, that we have to do it right. And it, it, didn't, it didn't go that way today. No, but the Wolves fans themselves were brilliant. Yeah, the Wolves fans were brilliant. Uh, we, we were watching them f throughout um, all that. And I'll tell you what, they were just standing there. Uh, they were still singing their own songs, uh, still enjoying the occasion. And, and look, they were great throughout the, the whole of the game. So credit to them. And so, again... It's, it's, it, we've seen it time and time again this season with the backing that we've had and the support that we've had for home and away. It's been absolutely brilliant. And again, it's no difference today. So, look, I just think that the way they went about it, the way they were, didn't cause any problem by the look of it from us. Um, look, they enjoyed the day and they enjoyed it even more with the, with the results as well. Um. I say that the Wolves supporters, I mean, <laughs> they've left uh, uh, supermarket shopping bags on some of the seats away to our right hand side and stickers on others. It's a reference back to an FA Cup game many years ago when uh, the club made the slightly bizarre decision to hand over the South Bank and then offer a pie and a pint to the Wolves supporters, which... Uh, never went down well. And it, and it still hasn't gone down well. They still remember No, it. and I mean, even though we all love a pie and a pint. Uh, maybe that's just me. Uh, amongst yeah. the three of us up here. No, Tomo likes a pie. Anyway, a pint. Both? No, not, not, not a massive <laughs> pint. Don't mind a pint occasionally, right? So, I know but, you like a pint, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's it's lovely to, to have the bragging rights for once and, and, and to see the smiles on faces because that's what Derby Day is about. Yeah, it is. It is. And say we haven't won here for so long. And um, 
the COVID games almost feel like they didn't happen. So the last memory is that awful 5-1 game at Molyneux, which you can see all the West Brom fans still um, rank as one of their best days. You can see them today always referencing the five fingers on the one hand and one on the other to the Wolves fans. So it's nice to, to get one over on them and Wolves are well worthy of it. And we can say that the Wolves fans who were in the Wolves then were magnificent. We can't say all Wolves fans are amazing. We don't know what has gone on in the stadium. We don't know if Wolves fans are in there, if it was just West Brom. It's, we haven't got the, the judgment to say that. But what I will say is the 4,000 Wolves fans behind the goal were impeccably behaved throughout that game. They didn't get roped into to any confrontation because you saw both angles, well, more opposite side of us. That corner is really trying to entice those Wolves fans across. Um, and obviously there's a police present there, but... It's almost like Wolves fans find it a little bit funny. They stood their ground, they sang their songs and, and they didn't get involved. And it's a lot easier to do that when you're winning. Um, and I'm so happy that they got the goals, they got to celebrate. It's nice they got a goal in front of the fans as well. Um, and that picture of Cunha just standing over his arms there, that will become iconic. Um, so a special day for them and say we might not play West Brom for quite a while. So hopefully we'll have those bragging rights for, for a long time. Um, let's talk about the actual game on the field of play. One change had to be made from Brighton. No Pablo Sarabia today. Jean-Ric Nabelgar came into the starting lineup. It meant a bit of a, a reorganisation. And it, it, you know, listen, we're playing through this period without He Chan Wang, who's away with South Korea. And even he is not the archetypal old-fashioned number nine that you played with. But he's a bit more of a, a presence. And and I just wondered from both of you, really. How, how you think Wolves are, are managing to get through these matches without a recognised striker in many respects. Yeah, but you've got three quality lads up front who are doing a great job as well. I know Sarabi's been playing uh, as a link, link-up man in, in that uh, front line, but I just think that they've done absolutely unbelievable. I think since Christmas, I think the results, performances have been totally different. And again just typifies the way we played against Brighton. So, like, Brighton, we got absolutely battered earlier on in the season at home. Um, and we defended really well. And we had opportunities in that game um, to, to get a result or to get the three points. And it just shows you how well we have done this season. Again, clean sheet today, which will be something that the goalkeeper, the back line, and as a team, will look at as well. But when they are getting chances or those chances are coming, they're taking them. They're being more clinical. This season, you think about the goals that we've scored, and again, was it when we spoke a, a few weeks back, we, we'd scored 30 goals and we had 31 from last season in total. You look at the season this year, so like all of a sudden, that goal tally's going up, uh, opportunities are going up, um, okay. Um, some of the results, have, we had a little bit of a setback, but I just think since... December we've just pushed on we've just pushed on as a squad as a team as a club uh, and just showed the quality that we have got and again not a great game today by us but so clinical when the chances are coming again two good goals one from Neto one from Cunha uh, and again it's all about getting results and all about getting that win and, and they've done that again today 43 goals for the campaign now in all competitions and as I say they're doing it without a recognised number nine. Yeah, the, the forward players and the numbers they're producing is is really good to see. So it hasn't happened in recent years, been crying out for an out-and-out -out goal scorer. And whilst we probably haven't got an out-and-out -out goal scorer, it's nice to see those forward players producing assists, getting goals, getting into good areas, creating chances. Um, and you have to say, a lot of the, well, 
probably 95% of the credit has to go down to Gary O'Neill, the way he sets the team up, the way he can um, create these opportunities and, and use the strengths of the players we got. So he will manufacture these opportunities to have space for Cunha to turn and run with the ball, to have space for Neto to run into, to try and disrupt the opposition's defence with movements and um, little intricate passing and using the space in behind when they can. It's not, um, it's not by chance that these lads have just clicked and they're, they're scoring more goals this year and they're creating more chances. It's because of the work they do on the training pitch. Gary O'Neill deserves huge credit for that. Um, and it's great to see. I was always um, on Cunha's back a little bit last season because I didn't think he was the answer for that number nine shirt. And he was playing up there and he was coming too much to get to the ball. But he's been magnificent this season. Gary O'Neill has known how to play him. He's he puts him in areas in the pitch where he can affect the game and then he's getting him in the box as well afterwards. Um, and again, that has to be down to Gary O'Neill. So um, hopefully it continues. Hopefully they keep impressing and say what they have done in over the last four to six weeks is prove that they may, may be necessary can go through to the end of the season without getting someone in the transfer window. They don't have to panic by because there's enough quality um, in the squad. Although it's very small, there's not many options on the bench and things at the moment. They've got enough quality in that team to get them through to the summer and then you can look at adding a few few players of real, real quality. Yeah, I mean, they benefited from having Ray Nori back from the Africa Cup of Nations today and actually when he came on, Cunha went more central and, and that's kind of led to the goal really because if, he, if he'd still been playing in the role he was, he wouldn't have been there to make the run that he did and he, and he obviously nearly got a second as well doing almost exactly yeah. the same run and I, d I don't think that's a run that Mateus Cunha makes last year I really don't um, I know that Gary Neal has had numerous conversations with him trying to, to speak to him in private about being in the box being between the posts more but on both those occasions obviously for the goal to start off with the West Brom was sleeping but he was on his toes ready to go in behind and it was a bit of a hopeful clearance from, from Max Kilman. And all of a sudden he finds himself in there and then he's clinical. And then when he got in for the second one, what a hit as well. He struck that so true. It was a fabulous save from, from Josh Griffiths. But I do think there's a fundamental shift in the way that Mateus Cunha is approaching his game. We all know he's neat and tidy and gets into the pocket. He still does that, but he's got this real um, drive now of, of getting the team forward when he's got the ball and when he's making runs off the ball as well from those central positions. But Mateus Cunha was superb today. Um, shout out for Tommy Doyle uh, again in that midfield again, area. No, well, he's, he's a quality player, isn't he? He's a quality get, uh, player. Lamina in there as well. So, look, uh, Gomez is back for next game as well. Uh, so, it'd be interesting what O'Neill does because I think Doyle's done himself no harm at all well, playing in there. Edo and I were talking on the way here today about, you know, is, is it because he's got a run of games? Do you know what I mean? Like he's not been having to come on for fits and starts. He's, he's been the main guy for the last three, four of course games it is. now. At the end of the day, so look, if you're playing regular football, one, you, your sharpness will come, your game play will come. Uh, that understanding of being in the team will come as well. Knowing the strengths of your players and playing alongside it. it that, it's no incident, uh, no accident, sorry. Why Dawson? When Dawson comes back into the side, Kilman looks a lot better. Totty looks a bit, lot better. It's because they know and understand what each other do and you look at this squad now they've got such a good understanding about how each other play um, if they have to come in or they come on a sub you watch the way that they play and, and look uh, testimony to the uh, to the, the manager so look I just think that he's just got this team firing at the moment and looking good at the moment getting results more importantly at the moment and it just shows you 
the characters, the quality are in this squad, and and I've said that from uh, from day one in this 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 year about the quality that we've got. Last year we weren't great. This year we look a total different side. We look so confident. We look like we can get ourselves back into it because that was one of the problems last year. Mm. If we went one nil down, we never looked like getting back into a game. This year we do. We do look confident when we're playing. Um, do you remember a conversation, Edo, you and I had at the start of the season that was about the midfielders and the fact that they're all different, right? And and there was a moment today that Tommy Doyle got an, a really bad challenge from Jed Wallace and he didn't get treatment. He just kind of picked himself up a bit, you know, it took him a while, but he picked himself up and he was like, shook it off and kept going. He's been down in the corner where people have been throwing stuff at him to take corners he just seems to brush all this stuff off. And for a player of that age, he's actually kind of remarkably mature. Yeah, he's got some real character. He's got tenacity. I think he, he loves that side of the game. Even with the, sounds silly, the style of his, the way he runs, you look at him, he just feels like he wants to get into tackles. He wants to disrupt players. And we know what quality he's got on the ball. Some of his passing today was, was excellent. Um, he did start to tire a little bit before the end but I think the kick from Jed Wallace was starting to take its toll you can see he was constantly sort of feeling his calf in that area where he did get the kick and going in for 20 minutes isn't going to help that it's going to stiffen up so he did look a little bit um, uneasy when he came back out and got through the game but it's a massive massive boost to, to Wolves and Gary O'Neill that he's come in and played so well because he's given him a headache now we did speak at the start of the season we said that what's nice is last year with Matinho and Neves and Others is well, very technical midfield, but can they play a different way? Whereas I feel they've got a really good balance. You've, all three of those players are tenacious and can win the ball back. Then you've got Doyle with his passing range. You've got Lamina with his running power. You've got Jao Gomez who just gets around everywhere. You've got a really nice balance, which could suit different games and play all three together if, if the moment ever comes. So um, it will be, it'll be interesting on Thursday when they play Man United, who he goes from that midfield to, because if I was Tommy Doyle and I get left out, I'm a little bit disappointed after the performances he's put in. Yeah, I agree. So you'll feel disappointed. Look, that's how you want your players to be, though. You want your players to be disappointed. <laughs> Look, I think Doyle's done well in there. Lamina coming back in as well. Um, I just think that probably Lamina and Gomez is his number two, uh, number one pair. I think that he, they're the ones in there. So I won't be surprised, but I'm with Edo. So I just think that I'd be disappointed if I'm not playing if I wasn't in that starting lineup for um, for uh, Wolves on the Thursday night, but look, it's quality what we got there. So you just hope that that knock he's got isn't an easy option for Gary yeah. Neal. Just say, oh, you're not quite 100%. But, but you make the point, there is the game Thursday and then Sunday. So it, it would be easy, wouldn't it, to kind of go, well, we'll put Xiao Gomez back in now and then Tommy Doyle can come back in on Sunday and, and, and have a night off on Thursday. Yeah. And then that the becomes, Thursday. becomes all about man management then. Um, it comes about building relationships with your players so you know that they're always um, enthusiastic around the training ground. You don't want them to be out of the team and bringing the morale down. You want them to um, always be looking to, to play their part and feel like they're involved in it. And it's a difficult balancing act for managers. Um, if I'm Tommy O'Doyle, if I'm Tommy, Do not Tommy O'Doyle, Tommy Doyle, sorry, coming from Man City, playing Man United on Thursday, he's going to want to play, isn't he? You know he's going to want to play, but... Yeah, it, it, it does make sense with a fresh Joe Gomez to come back in, but Gary O'Neill will, will already have in his mind, I think, what he's going to do in that game, and he'll see what situation all the players are in when they go to training on Monday or Tuesday, and then he'll, he'll start to build towards that game. Is there a point worth making here, Tomo? Um, 
when you look at what Wolves have achieved on this run, seven matches unbeaten now in all competitions, they, you know, when we talk about them getting, getting back to get the draw in the first game against Brentford, when they played with 10 men for 80-odd minutes, when we talk about, obviously, the really impressive victory over Everton just before the new, turn of the new year, and all these kind of games that, that have come under a, a period where there was no Mario Lamina for a couple of weeks... There's been no He Chan Wang for a couple of weeks. You're taking out a guy who scored the goals that he scored. Pedro so Neto far. as well. Yeah. Pedro Neto. Pedro is, Neto coming just back, in, back still finding his feet a little bit as Rain well. Rainey Nori's been missing yeah. from it. They haven't had the numbers with Bubakar Traore being away as well. And we all thought when Neto got injured, that was that was it for Wolves, yeah. didn't we? Thought where yeah. are the goals going to come from? Massive loss. I just, I just think that it just shows you. Uh, even though we've I've looked at the the program and you look at the the numbers that West Brom have got, you look at the numbers that most of the teams that we play against, their squad is vastly more than ours. But it just shows you the quality that we got. Even though we've got a smaller squad, the quality that we've got within the squad. Um, and again, we're missing or we, some of the players who have been vital to us this year. But it just shows you people coming in and the quality that we've got. Again, the manager having that belief in what they're doing, that it just shows you that we can... Well, well, we have de dealt with it, that we can deal with situations that have, have happened this year with one of your star players getting injured with a hamstring, being out for two months, uh, Wang going to the competition in the Asia Cup, um, Aitnori going, again, Sarabia again injured today a little bit with, uh, with the calf. So you think about some players coming in and out of the team, but we're still getting those results. It's because of that quality, that belief and that character, what they show. You said about the 10 men at Brentford. Tell you what, we could have easily won that. We could have a lot easier. And we got brought them back to the Molyneux where we did get the victory. But it just shows you what this manager and how he sets his teams up to be very difficult to beat. But also as well, they can get at you. They've got a threat. They want teams to come on to them because of the pace that we've got. And, and we did that against uh, Brentford with the 10 men. We still offered something going forward. And again, we did Brighton, who I think Brighton is probably the best side in the division. Even Man City uh, keeping possession of the ball. We more than matched them. We defended really well, but also as well, we created a couple of opportunities to get the victory. It, it, it's just good to watch at the moment. Just good to watch as a team, as a squad. Manager's done a great job. Certainly has. And, uh, I mean, look, he will be absolutely ecstatic because he knows uh, how important it was today to get the win. Um, just before we finish, uh, I just want to be a bit naughty. And just pose a hypothetical normal, normal. to you. Well, okay. Um, at the minute, Wolves are in 11th, and they are three points off seventh place. Um, and, you know, look, that's Brighton and Manchester United, the teams in seventh and eighth. Chelsea are ahead, and there's Newcastle there as well. So it is by no means going to be a, a, a easy kind of battle to be in there. But at this stage, you would suggest three points off Wolves potentially, potentially, are within reach of a European yep, yep. qualification Look, so spot. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me let me just pose this point. Go here. on then. So so that's on one hand. However, we're into the fifth round of the FA Cup. You don't know who you're going to get at, at this stage. By the time most people listen to this, the draw will have been made. We might have a horrible draw. So let me just caveat it. We're speaking immediately after the game. The draw's not been made. But what are you actually focusing on now? You personally, first of all, and then what you think the team will. FA Cup or push on in Premier League? For me, every game. I think he'll focus on them. Nobody will, though. I'm telling you, he could have quite easily have changed the side today. 
I know, I know it was a massive game. It's, it's a different game today. But you look at it, he's gone as strong as he can for, for the games this year. For the FA Cup, for the league, he has gone strong. If he's got players that are right and ready for games, he'll play his strongest side, I think. He'll play his strongest side. And I think that he's got trust in the squad that he's got. If you're asking about priorities, um, look, of course, we all saw what happened to an FA Cup run a few years ago and what we did and how people felt. I know it wasn't great the way we went out, but... I think that we can continue playing the way that we are as long as we don't have major injuries. I think he'll still continue to keep playing a strong team for me. The, 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 the weird point in this is that we ended up getting seventh in that year that we got to the yeah. semi-final. The FA Cup run helped in a strange well, way. I say because, because we're not in Europe, then the games are spread out enough to do what Tomo said. You, you can just go into every game. There's very rarely they're going to be playing three games a week. So, um, so you can fully focus... It all depends on injuries as well. Obviously, if it gets a little bit tighter and he is having to rotate, I imagine he'd always want to probably play his strongest team in the FA Cup because you're a couple of games away from some really special days, aren't you? So, um, you but can also see as well, it's, it's a European opportunity as well. So yeah. you've got the league and that as well. So depending on what you're doing. And obviously, the last European experience was somewhat robbed from the fans, wasn't it? Because of the COVID um, experience as well. So... Yeah, I, I, I think he has the time to, to concentrate on both. If he has the squad to do both, it's, it's a different question. Um, but I would just... Oh, it, how good would it be for, for Wolves to, to win the FA Cup? And that is achievable. That is achievable with this group of players and a lucky run in the draw. If you're going to draw Man City next and then you somehow get through that and you're going to draw another big team, then it's difficult. Um, but the FA Cup is not seeded. You draw anyone and they could find themselves in the semi-finals with quite, an, quite a, a reasonably easy run. And then it'd be incredible. Well, the Premier League, you can't do that. You've got to play who you've got to play. Don't get me excited. I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure George, <laughs> with Maidstone, will be, up, will be uh, oh, pray that, for something. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Maidstone at Molyneux would yeah, be amazing. Yeah. There he would. I say, I mean, listen, it's one of those things, isn't it, where a former manager of ours said dreaming is for free. And we've dreamt once before and we nearly got to a cup final. And we should have. We should have. We were, what, seconds away before that Dendonka challenge on Troy Deeney at Wembley that, that would have seen it through. And, and who knows what might have happened. I mean, we probably would have if got some back some to like might, if some, in the yeah. final. But, but who knows? But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that, and that's the carrot now, isn't it? Because, look, they've achieved something that that lots of Wolves teams didn't achieve, that, you know, Edo's Wolves team didn't achieve, that, um, you know, you talk about Matt Murray's Wolves team and Lee Naylor's Wolves teams, didn't achieve coming here and winning this game. And this group of players have done that. And that's that, and, you know, we joke about history and, you know, we heard from Matt Murray pre-kickoff about, you know, you do well in this game, you become immortal. We all still talk about Ewan Roberts, who was laughing at talking, chatting to me the other did he day. Have, did he have his teeth in? He did have his teeth in, yeah. <laughs> yeah more, goal, more goals that day than front teeth. But, it, you know, because he knew exactly when the draw was made, everyone was coming to oh. him. Because it was history that he made. And, and these players have done that. And, uh, and as much as we can dream and as much as we can talk about how well they've done in the Premier League, we have to end today on just what an achievement it is that they've made. Massive, massive achievement. So, for this hanging over the head, for how long it's been, it's like, it, it looks like, as a club, as, as fans, uh, it's just absolutely brilliant that they've got the result that they've all wanted. They've got the bragging rights back. Um, hopefully it'll stay for a number of years now. 
Um, but yeah, look, it was all about the result today, wasn't it? It was all about getting that result um, and, and that win for the club, uh, everybody involved in it, but especially the fans. It's just great. It's just great to get that victory. Yeah, big credit to the players and the staff. They handled the occasion very well. They handled the atmosphere really well and they did what they needed to do. Um, regardless if they're the Premier League team and you're playing against the Championship team, you still got to come here and put on a performance. They did that. They were efficient with the way they played. They got the goals at good times. They've won the game. And I say they've they've taken that um, that hoodoo away from, from not winning here for so long. And you say you, you don't know when the next time you're going to play West Brom is. So Wolves fans can relish in that, hopefully, for a long time. <laughs> you said that twice now. <laughs> just like I've been waiting 12 years. Yeah, yeah, Mike, yeah. I've been waiting 12 I years. Know, yeah, I was just going to say, is it is it... Has it exercised any personal demons? It for you? is. It has. Has that five? He could, sl could sleep day. tonight. No, he yeah. could sleep tonight. <laughs> I haven't had a good night's sleep for twelve years. <laughs> sleep like a baby tonight. Oh goodness me! That might what, be the wine. What, what a day it has been! I say there is so much reaction across the Wolves social media channels at Wolves at Wolves.co.uk via the Wolves app as well. Wolves Express. You'll be able to hear from all the first team involved and everything as well. Um, it's just the day that obviously there was a, a the, that fan stuff that happened within it that took a, a bit of the shine away. But for all those of an old gold persuasion who have had to wait so long to stand tall and stand proud. I hope you really did enjoy this day. Hopefully it really was worth the wait. Wolves Weekly, Match Day Live Extra. Sports Social Podcast Network.